When it comes to leadership, there is no need to reinvent the wheel. Character is what eventually makes or breaks leaders. Yet, it's the most ignored and overlooked aspect of leadership development today. We have the perfect leadership role model, and that's Jesus. We simply need to follow his lead, allowing him to work in and through us. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus podcast. Leadership starts on the inside. Hello. Welcome back to the Lead Like Jesus podcast, where leadership starts on the inside. I'm your host, Rich Cummins. Today, we've got a very special episode. We're going to be talking about emotional intelligence, and I'm very excited to introduce you to dear friends of mine that are working on a God project at this very moment. First of all, let me introduce you to Lauren Miller. Lauren Miller, as a stress relief expert, award-winning author, motivational speaker, HRD trainer, Edge God in podcast host and certified executive and life coach, Lauren facilitates fun, process-driven programs with guidance, support, and accountability, creating positive, sustainable behavioral change in business and personal life. Lauren has worked in youth and adult ministries for over 30 years. Through God's mercy, grace, and strength, she uses her experience simultaneously conquering two of life's top stressors cancer, and divorce to help others de-stress and successfully move through challenges. Happily remarried and gratefully enjoying life in Colorado with a loving husband, three grown children, and two grandchildren, Lauren is often found in the kitchen dancing to her favorite worship music or rolling around on the floor with her two dogs. She enjoys fly fishing, camping, hiking, and family dinners. She has authored eight books, three of which are award winners. Welcome to the Lead Like Jesus podcast, Lauren. Thank you so much, Rich. Very, very grateful and and happy to be here. Happy to have you. And I'm also excited to introduce you to Ken Vogus. Ken is the founder and president of In His Grace, Inc., a human resource consulting company. Ken was an elder at Bridgepoint Bible Church for 40 years. As As a biblical behavioral scientist, he became acquainted with the DISC behavioral model some 42 years ago, which resulted in him authoring numerous DISC assessments, books, and workbooks on the subject. Recently, in working with Lead Like Jesus, he authored an online 46-page biblical behavioral assessment. The latter product allows an individual to match their behavior with a positive biblical model. His passion has been to cross-reference historical figures, including biblical characters, presidents, military leaders, and with one of the 16 classical behavioral profiles. For the past 30 plus years, Mr. Vogus has been a part of the D-Men program at Dallas Theological Seminary, focusing on team building models found in the Bible. He also lectures on the five hand of God stories from World War II, including the prayers of General George S. Patton Jr. during the Battle of the Bulge. Ken and Linda, his wife of 57 years, have lived in Houston since 1968. The Voguses have two children, Randy and Christy, and five grandchildren, all of which know the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. So I am so excited to also invite you on the program, Ken. Welcome to Lead Like Jesus. Great to be here, Rich, and be grafted into this team. Looking forward to what the Lord's going to do. Amen. Well, let's just get at it. So, you know, uh, Lauren, I'm going to ask you the first question. You know, uh, you and I have been friends for about a year now. And somewhere along the line, you had this idea, this amazing idea to talk about Jesus uh, and emotional intelligence. Tell us how this whole project came about. 
Yeah, it was, it, well, it, it was literally by the grace of the Holy Spirit, Rich, and and as as is all things, you know. I I think um, Stella, who's not with us today, she's our, she's our fourth partner in the God Squad in this project. She actually was um, at an event that I was speaking at in in California, and after the event, she goes, you know, you need to be preaching out there. And so, as God would have it, we kind of got to this point where. We wanted to take everything that God had given us and just toss it into his lap and say, what do you want me to do with the gifts and talents that you've given me? And we we both had an affinity for the emotional intelligence aspect being in corporate America. And, and it's a very hot topic. And yet when I was praying on it, I, I just remember we were both kind of in conversation around it. It was missing the key element in that in the field of emotional intelligence, and, and that being Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Jesus is the ultimate model for emotional intelligence. And without the gift of the Holy Spirit to help us get over ourselves mm. and to die to ourselves and take up our cross and follow Christ, uh, emotional intelligence isn't even attainable, and let alone sustainable because our flesh is constantly popping in and grabbing the stage over the spirit. So the flesh hijacks the spirit, like Romans chapter seven. I know what I want to do. I can't do what I want to do. And we can all appreciate that. So that came together. And then we, we prayed on it and said, well, it's got to be emotional intelligence in Christ, in Christ alone. Yeah. And, you know, emotional intelligence is interesting. It's a construct. It's a model. Uh, typically has four domains. Uh, one would be um, self-awareness. The other one is self-management, social awareness, and then also relational management. But Ken, I've heard you talk about emotional intelligence in Christ in a little bit different way. How does that relate to agape love? Well, the, the, really, the model that we have is is through understanding the behavior of Christ and how he goes ahead and and has such emotional intelligence to understand the need of the moment, the need of the moment of that person and how to go ahead and respond. But it is through the disc model behavior to understand the need, you know, of that person without Christ in it and then put Christ in it, you know, and then then you start seeing some. Well, that's pretty good, <laughs> you know, and and it is it is in the studying of Jesus and his love for people and how he perfectly responds is what I've done for 40 years. And so I can give you the insight into who the person was and what the right strategy is. But to understand what uh, emotional intelligence is all about, it's agape love. And that's Jesus. So. I hope I love that. I love that, Ken. When you said that, I remember when you said that the first time you said that, I was like, drop the mic, because that's exactly what it is. It's mic, it's, it's mic drop moment. Yep, it is. So emotional intelligence, really emotional intelligence is a learning system. And when you think about the difference between IQ and emotional intelligence, IQ or intellect, intellect is limited. A person has pretty much the the capacity for learning that they're going to have by age 13. So it's fixed. That doesn't mean that you can't acquire more information, but the way you acquire information, the way you process information, the way you recall information becomes fixed at an early age. That contrasted with emotional intelligence, where emotional intelligence is something that you can continue to learn and grow in up until the age of 85. So emotional intelligence has been researched pretty heavily over the last 30 years, 
and it, it's a high indicator of performance and success on the job. Uh, there are plenty of people that have high intellect, but because they have no ability to rate, relate to others, they're not able to advance in their career and calling. Whereas people that have heightened emotional intelligence have that ability to understand their emotions and leverage them in a positive way, as well as understanding the other person's emotions and advancing the relationship. And so Lauren, as we're thinking about this, let's bring Jesus into that element. And let's talk about the Jesus part of that, because, because, because one thing about emotional intelligence, a person could actually be highly emotionally intelligent, but very manipulative in the way they deal with people. Talk about the difference between emotional intelligence and Christ and the typical construct of emotional intelligence. Well, again, Rich, it's, it's a matter of uh, where is our source of strength and wisdom coming from in the area of being able to relate to ourselves and other people? What is the source? Because that makes all the difference, which, and we'll, we'll talk about this at another time, but the first, first phase of emotional intelligence is your personal identity in Christ. I can't give out and I can't be effective for God unless I've gone in, pulled up the drawbridge and had a sit down with Jesus Christ of Nazareth around the areas where I'm forcing my will over his. And that sabotages my deep desires to make God recognizable, right? Because my flesh will take me only so far. I can't tell you how many times in my life where I'm clinging to the ring, like Gollum in the cave from Lord of the Rings. And I'm like, this is my precious. And it's all about me, myself, and I. And I gently hear the voice of Jesus saying, are you done yet? Are you done yet? And, and just cling into that ring and it's exhausting. Mm. And so the difference in, in terms of where am I camping my identity? Is my identity linked to the lover of my soul? Or is my identity in popularity, position, passions, possessions, shiny objects, everything outside of me? Because then I'm vulnerable to rising and falling and Rich, I know we were recently talking about this, but I think one of the biggest issues, and we we jump right in on this in the book and in this project of, of emotional intelligence in Christ, is offense. Mm. And so that's, as you mentioned it, in fact, why don't you share that? Because that just that soundbite is just so powerful in terms of the devil's main tactic is offense. But put it in the context of John 10.10. Yeah, absolutely. And so we know that the devil has come to kill, steal, and destroy. That's his main goal. If he can kill us, take us out, he's winning. If he can, if he can steal our lives from eternity, he's winning. If he can destroy the kingdom on earth, the devil is winning. But we know that he uses another strategy, though, to see that happen. He divides us. And today, like never before, the daily behavior or the tactic that we're seeing him employ is offense. So let's talk about that even a little bit more, Lauren, as far as offended people and how this project really came about to help solve that problem, among others. Uh, that's one of the biggest problems. Because as we know, we are told in the scripture that in the end times, people will take offense. And to understand the etymology of the word offense, it actually comes from the word scandalon, which is a trap, an actual trap that holds the meat on it and snaps down on an unsuspected victim. So it's like Satan with this trap, okay, give more authority to what that person said about you than to the strength and identity of Christ within you. And then he's got you. As soon as you give power 
as soon as we, I, I do it all the time. I, I get hijacked. I give power to something outside of me to define my worth, value, and capability. And that is not even, that, that's not even the source of my identity. And yet I get hijacked by that offense, that trap that snaps down on an unsuspected victim. I take offense. You've offended me. Well, listen to the words in there. You offended me. That means that me, I'm standing on my own two feet. And I love the scripture that says, the insults of those who insult you have fallen on me. Less, we must become less and God must become more. That is our victory. And Ken, your, your thoughts on the fact that the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbor as ourself. When we are moving from that place of self-focus, self-absorption, selfish ambitions, vain conceits, as we're told in the scriptures, where you find, where you find selfish ambition and vain conceits, there you find disorder and every evil practice. And that sums up where we're at. I, I'd love to hear more from you, Ken, on this because I just have absolutely loved your, your simplicity of the invitation back. Come back. Come back to the love of God. And that's what will give you victory over offense. I think uh, one of the things that I always like to do is come up with definition of normality but normality could get into dysfunction. <laughs> and, and, and when I when I look at that verse that you mentioned, Lauren, is to love your neighbors yourself, which is the first one. But the you're really the first one is love the Lord God with all your heart, mind, and soul. I mean, that's where it starts. That's where your power is. Absolutely power where your power is. So they, you've got to have that relationship. But the second is, is the command to go ahead and love your neighbor to yourself is that have that emotional intelligence to understand the want and the need of the person. And what you also, by, by understanding individuals by behavioral styles, D, I, S, and C, you understand the wants, but you also have to connect the fear. So when the fear doesn't show up, I, when, when the want doesn't show up, the fear shows up. And the fear can get us into that whole thing of, of offending others or being offended. That's, that, that's where that stuff starts coming in. And if you don't know how to go ahead and manage your fear and understand where it's connected to the want, you'll never have that proper strategy that you need. But you have to have the power of Christ to exercise the right response. You know, well, you cannot separate it. Let's talk about that for a second. The power of Christ. As a matter of fact, a core tenet of this book is that Jesus is the prime example, the ambassador, the model of healthy emotional intelligence. And so, Ken, I know you've spent, you know, what seems like a lifetime studying behavior, in particular, biblical behavior. Let's talk about a case study that stands out to you when you think about how Jesus on full display showed heightened emotional intelligence in an emotionally charged situation. Well, I, I only have about 60 case studies of Christ, so I, I got to let the Keep it to one, brother. Keep it to one. <laughs> I'm listening. I'm listening, Ken. <laughs> the one that I that I like is is the woman caught in adultery, and I and I want to do a preference here. I understand <laughs> there there that it is that particular story isn't in the oldest uh, manuscripts of the Book of John. It isn't. 
but somebody put it in there. And when you look at it behavior, it is, the, in my opinion, the classic you're looking for, Rich, because it causes Jesus to go ahead and respond to a situation with multiple number of people and his ability to go ahead and take needs and move it toward grace is phenomenal. Uh, where he changes behavior probably in five minutes, five times <laughs> to meet each moment to a progression of forgiveness. It's, it, it, it is an incredible story and I'll try to highlight it quickly, I guess is what you're asking me to do. It starts out where Jesus being Jesus, where he's I behavior relationally, very relationally, he's very relaxed, he's just telling stories. And of course his stories always have meaning, they're called parables. So he's just sitting there telling stories and he's interrupted. And somebody, to uh, use your term, Lauren, hijacks the moment. <laughs> All right. And they throw a woman between him and the crowd and ask and challenge him with a question that this woman was a called in adultery and the and the <laughs> and the scriptures say you were to stone such a person. What do you say? And they use that tone of accusation and intimidation to go ahead and take over that event. That sounds familiar. It, you know, that's what I'm saying. You can see it. I mean, it's a, it's a, a positive situation turned into a what? A confrontation. Well, how does Jesus respond to it? And what you have is a very high degree of emotion at this point. And what he chose, uh, chose to do at that moment is just to kind of ignore it and kind of doodle in the sand to lower the emotion of that. You know, and the and the and the confronting individual hates silence, <laughs> so they step it up a notch. <laughs> Maybe you didn't hear me. <laughs> you know, but it's very it's classic high S behavior. You know, just kind of hey, let's let's slow this thing down a little bit, okay? <laughs> and so so they 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 ask it again. You know, and. And, it, and it's interesting what, what he does is this is he, he, he looks up or stands up and he gets that eye contact on that person asking the question, all right? And he changes there, you know, he says, you want something? I'm going to give you something. <laughs> you know? I love that. Oh, oh love that. boy. Yeah, I mean, you know, he said, you want an answer? You're going to get an answer, you know, and, and they get it. You know, they, they'd almost like, you know, okay, I guess something's coming, <laughs> you know. And uh, of course, I, I like to do patent, you know, where he says, you know, if you're going to make give an order, you always do it standing up. But it kind of indicates that, it's, you know, he stood up at that time. But he may not have, but that's okay. But I mean, they got the eye contact, you know. And then he, and then he challenges them, you know, and that's D behavior. It says, you without sin cast the first stone. And they're sitting there thinking, hmm, hmm. And, and, and it's talking about, you know, the scriptures. And it, if you're doing the accusing, it better be fair. It better be clear. And if there's any lying going on here, and we catch you, we stone you. You want to proceed on this? Hmm. <laughs> and they're sitting there thinking, I just remembered I got an appointment. <laughs> Drop that rock. Drop that rock. They're dropping, <laughs> they're dropping their rocks. <laughs> but, but now this is the interesting part. Who leaves the scene first, Ken? The oldest leaves the scene first. Why? 
because the oldest is accountable. So they go one by one, the older guy goes in, then the next older guy, they start, and they start, you know, the old wheels are turning here. You know, I'm next. What am I going to do? I'm going to drop my rocks and get out of here. <laughs> you know, but before he does that, before, before he, he does something else, he does, he goes from doodling to writing. And that's how I see behavior. And we don't know what he wrote, but it could have been, where's the guy? If you're going to have adultery, what's the minimum number of people you need? Two. Two. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't. Yeah. And then, and the next question is, uh, would you point out anybody else that you might have had a relationship and we stoned you too? Or, you know, we didn't get that far. They just all left. They That's all, so all left. And then he changes again. And he says, woman, and you got to understand when he uses the word woman, it is, is a, 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 a word or, or of address of, um, of affection and, and, and importance, that, that, that word in, in, in the original language. You know, we kind of lose sight of it in English, but, but, but it's, an, it's an affection address of that woman of grace. And woman, where are your accusers? And she says, I have none. And then he says, neither do I go and sin no more. He's the only innocent person there and has the right to stone her, but he extends grace to her. So what I'm saying, he goes from I to S to D to C to God. Hmm. Did I answer your question? You answered that perfectly. You did it. You did it. And you, and you just started... Uh, talking about the letters and the disc assessment, yeah. which brings me to another idea and a thought. So, so Lauren, you and I recently had a conversation during our next level global gathering, which yes. by the way, is available on our leadership Academy, as well as still at www.nextlevelgathering.com if people want to watch it. But during that segment, we actually talk about the book, the book, which is coming out on December 1st also has two assessments. So in partnership with Lead Like Jesus, we're supplying our biblical DISC assessment, along with our biblical EIQ assessment, so that people can, can get a grasp of how they're wired, how people around them are wired, and then how they can build strategies to understand their own emotions and leverage them, as well as advance the relationship with the other. So Lauren, tell us a little bit more about this book and where people can get it, because I, I view this as really a field manual for improving relationships. It's not just a, a self-help book. It's not just a couple of stories. Tell us what's in this book and where can people get it? You know, what comes up for me, Rich, is it's an encounter. It's a Christ encounter. It's a Jesus encounter. It's, it's getting to, as, as Ken so beautifully does throughout the book, because he was our, he was our mentor really in these case studies, because each, each of the main chapters have, have a case study just like that, so that you can see Jesus in action. And then you can, it's changed me just going through this project, Rich. I'm more accountable to my thoughts, my behavior, just moving closer to Jesus in these case studies that we have throughout the book 
is a game changer. And we actually, you know, at the end of the book, there's that altar call that we have because the purpose is, is that readers get a chance to know who is Jesus and how did he show up and how can we model the same behavior to make those Christ connections that light up the world. That, it, that is the reason why our heart beats, the mission for which our heart beats. So right now, Rich, we're in the pre-sales uh, mode. It is available for ordering. It's at emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com, emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com. And we are working on, as we speak, and I'm speaking to you guys too, we're working on the course, <laughs> putting, putting that together now. Uh, to go with it, because our, our desire really is to give the reader and the person who participates in the book, as well as the course, it's an interactive read, because there's coaching questions to apply the new learnings to their specific situations. It's very interactive. And so it, it's really going to be the textbook for the course as well. But emotionalintelligenceinchrist.com is our, is our landing pad for this, by God's grace. So to live, love, and lead like Jesus being an emotionally intelligent leader modeled after Jesus Christ is a must. And it's something we can all grow in. So Lauren, would you close our time with a prayer for, for our viewers on how they can become more emotionally intelligent in Christ? Absolutely. Sweet Jesus, we just thank you for this time together. And we know that if you were to cease to think of us, we would cease to exist. So Father God, we just thank you for the opportunity to grow grow closer to the lover of our soul, grow closer to the one who is above and beyond, but yet intricately involved with what bumps us and shows us that way, that truth, that life, to overcome the devil's tactics of offense and selfish ambition and vain conceits, which is leading to disorder. Help us do our part, dear God. Give us the grace to show up for you more today than yesterday so that we can master that emotional, intelligent presence of your Holy Spirit in our words, in our thoughts, and then spilling out into, as lead like Jesus said, our head, our heart, our head, our habits, and our hands so that we can make you recognizable and love our neighbor as ourselves, Lord, so that when we stand before you, our name is written in the book of life. And you say, well done, my good and faithful servant. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen, amen. So if you'd like to continue growing to lead like Jesus, we have a ton of resources out there. Make sure to like us on social media, whether it's Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, or, or you can follow us, sub, sub, subscribe to our, this podcast, our YouTube channel, or even get our weekly devotionals. We'd love for you to continue on your journey to live, love, and lead like Jesus. So thank you for joining us on this podcast episode. And remember, lead like Jesus is where leadership starts on the inside.